a piece of advice I would give is just to make sure you're getting feedback from the right people, like whatever that looks like, whether it's this like really structured review, like what we do at Uber, or it's a bit more ad hoc, like what you do at ConvertKit. I think like the main kind of takeaway with, with reviews and getting feedback is just make sure you're getting it from the right people. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And I'm Femke. And in this episode today, we're going to talk a bit about getting feedback on your work. I actually messaged you earlier, Charlie, and I was like, oh, why don't we do an episode about, you know, how we run design reviews? And you responded with, oh, we don't actually do design reviews at ConvertKit. And I was like, Perfect. This is going to be a great episode. (laughs) This is going to be a great, interesting episode to talk through a little bit the sort of different ways that we go about getting feedback on our work. But before we dive into it, Charlie, how are you? How have things been? What have you been up to inside? You know what? It's actually been a good week or maybe even a good couple of weeks now that it's, I don't know if if I'm just getting used to this whole thing or what, but uh, I found that I'm really channeling all this pent up energy that I have from not being able to be outside and like be interacting with people and, you know, be out in the world. Uh, My mind has like been craving to have that channeled into side projects and like stuff. So yeah, I've just been going with it basically. And um, just like using the fuel when it's there and when it's not just chilling out a bit. So yeah, it's been like, it's been a good, good week. I've been getting a lot done and feeling really excited about my side projects. More excited than I think I have for a long time. So yeah, that that's something good to have come out of this, I suppose. That is good. It's good to like have some renewed energy now and then. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Renewed energy. That's mm. what I feel towards, especially my YouTube channel at the moment. So yeah, that's nice. How about you? How's things going for you? Yeah, for me, it's up and down. Like some days I feel similar to to what you've kind of just described where I like have this energy and I'm excited about, you know, the opportunity or potentials of my side projects and, you know, doing things that I've been wanting to do for a long time, but not having had the time to do it. And I kind of swing between that and like, what is our purpose right now? (laughs) Like, Mm. what is the meaning of things right now? I don't know. I just have these moments where I'm like, I just feel like I am existing in this moment of time and there doesn't really feel like there's much purpose or, or point um not I'm sorry to bring a little bit of a depressive tone hey we want the honesty here not that I'm struggling with mental health I actually feel really good in that space right now but just you know trying to understand what we're going through and figure out like how to channel my thoughts and my energy and my wellness uh during this period is sometimes really tricky so I'm just sort of swinging between those two places right now which feels yeah very flip floppy um but I guess in summary like some days I wake up and feel good and some days I wake up and I don't so that's just how it is right now yep I think that's super common at the moment um I definitely I feel like I went through a stage of that and I like maybe I've just been lucky that the past week has been mostly good days I don't know but I feel yeah yeah okay so let's talk about getting feedback so you replied to my message saying that you don't run design reviews at ConvertKit. So now I'm yes. very, very curious because I feel like, you know, we all talk about this holy grail of like design reviews and like the sort of design Twitter world or whatever. Uh, and so I'm really curious to hear how you get feedback on your work at ConvertKit. What does that process look like? Is there even a process? Is it recurring? 
uh, yeah, just please share more about what that looks like for you. Yeah. So I think that the reason we don't do, you know, formal design review meetings or like session times or whatever um, is for a few reasons. First of all, we are a small company that is getting bigger and is like needing to still learn how to uh, operate <laughs> perhaps in a, in a more, what's the word, like structured way, I suppose. Um, so when I started at ConvertKit, I was the second like full-time designer to join the team. Uh, so we didn't really do design reviews then because there was like so few of us. And it's only been recently that we've hired some more designers. Um, and we have design team meetings every two weeks now, but that is a fairly new development. Like okay. <laughs> it, we've probably only had about five of those meetings total, you know, five or six, something like that. But that is a time where we can ask for feedback. The main way that we do feedback as a remote company though is asynchronously. So that's like another reason why I guess design reviews haven't been a need for us perhaps because um, we try and do things pretty asynchronous at ConvertKit and gathering feedback is just another one of those things. So instead of like a time when everyone gets together to present work and, and give feedback on it, basically whenever any designer is at a stage in a project where they're ready for feedback, we share it and we ask for feedback. Um, and that happens either in Slack or in Basecamp. Uh, and that's how getting feedback goes for us. So it sounds a little ad hoc maybe, like when you need feedback, you know, you're, you're welcome to ask for it uh, and people are there to give it to you. I'm curious, who are you getting the feedback from? Is it just designer to designer or do you get feedback from like stakeholders, engineers, other people in the company? What does that kind of look like? Well, honestly, for me, it looks like me begging literally anybody to give me feedback. Okay. <laughs> like I'm like, just I'll take it. Just whatever you want to give me, <laughs> come on in. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my approach to things. Um, no, like in all seriousness, I feel like I went through maybe like a six month period where lack of feedback was a huge issue for me. And I was finding it really frustrating. And it's something that I would talk to my manager about regularly in that the product design team, which at that stage was Dylan, the full-time product designer, and Nathan, who is also our CEO, so you know. Right. <laughs> Both busy, one guy designing the whole product, uh, you know, with a little bit of like Nathan diving in here and then, who's also running the whole company. So it was understandable that they didn't have a whole lot of time to be giving me feedback on work. And I was finding that frustrating because I was feeling like I wasn't being pushed as a designer because of it. I think we did an episode um, a few months ago where I was talking a little bit about this, about potential and like, yep. you know, just feeling like there was more, more for me. I would just be grateful for anyone who's willing to take the time to, um, you know, understand a little bit of the context of the project and share their thoughts on it about if they feel like it met the needs or whatever. So a lot of the time I'm getting feedback from non-designers. Now that we've had some new designers join the team, I've seen like it's it's very new. They've only been there a couple of weeks, but I've already seen some amazing positive changes in um, the amount of time that I've been able to get from other designers and the amount of feedback I've been able to get. So that's really exciting to me. And I hope that that's a trend that continues. Uh, but yeah, often I would say it's 50-50 feedback from designers and non-designers for me. I always make sure to specifically ask for feedback from anyone who is super key in the project. Right. I don't know if, if it's uh, my director of marketing or, or whoever's asked for the page to be designed. Like, let's say it's a web page is the main thing I'll be getting feedback for. And from the designers as well. So even though it's asynchronous and we're just sort of putting it out there, I also make sure I specifically ask 
the people who I want to get feedback from, but I make it clear that I'm willing and open to hear feedback from anyone. And I think that works for me because I'm only sharing when I'm at a stage where I want feedback. I don't like, we're going to get into how design reviews work for you in a second, but as I understand it, the design review is like a recurring thing where it's like, okay, you're going to show where you're at. And like, maybe you don't feel like it's finished. Maybe there's already things that you feel aren't working with it, but this is your time to share it. Whereas I only share where I'm like, I feel like I've pushed this as far as I can go. Maybe I'm not sure how to solve this problem. So I want feedback to try help with that. Or maybe I'm really happy with this and I'd like to share it to see if anyone can like, I don't know, see anything that, that needs changing. Yeah. And so that I understand, do you have some concept of like a project manager or something at ConvertKit, like someone that's kind of uh, responsible for <laughs> the project and, and getting it across the line or or not really? Yes, Fim, we do. It is me. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so you wear both hats then. Yes. Um, uh, so the on the product team, there's a product manager who does a right. lot of project management yeah. in terms of that sort of thing for the, for the product team. I guess because there's way more moving parts there for me and um, getting a web web page across the line. I'm the one coordinating with Danny to get the copy, with the stakeholders to get the feedback, with Corey to like check if there's any going to be any development issues or to you know figure out a timeline with him. So yeah, I'm the one doing my own project management, which. Um, has its pros and cons, you know, um, I do like to be in heavily involved in everything and like have control over stuff. So I like that. Uh, but yeah, there is times where I wish that I could have someone else doing the wrangling for me. Yeah. Then you can like focus more on the design, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So I guess I'll share a little bit about what it looks like for me. Uh, so we have a weekly recurring design review. And that is shared between me and the other designer. So there's two of us on our team. And at the beginning of the week, we'll be like, okay, design reviews on Thursday. Um, you know, Fem or Angie, do any of you have anything you want to share or, or want to want to use this time for to use the review? And so we kind of take turns, uh, whoever needs it that week. And the design review is very cross-functional. So it is... Uh, us designers so there's like the two of us and then we have like our product manager we have our product ops person who is more about the operation side of how we ship projects we also have all of the engineers uh, content and often we'll also have like almost a repeat of all of those people, but from an adjacent team where we might be like overlapping on their surface a little bit. Uh, so they're not necessarily working on our project, but like we're kind of touching their domain. So we'll include them also to make sure that they're up to speed and kind of aligned with what we're working on. And this is, we kind of treat design reviews as not necessarily getting feedback on work, but more like us designers putting forward a point of view and kind of saying like, this is where we're going. This is the direction we've chosen. Uh, we don't often show, it depends, but we don't often start by showing like explorations and options. And we more kind of have like, okay, this is kind of the chosen thing. Uh, this is the direction we're heading. This is why we think we want to head this way. And then of course, like we discuss it, questions come up, we can jump into the Figma, show the explorations, talk about how we got to where we got to. Uh, and having rationale is really important here to kind of back up the decisions that we've made and why we've come to this conclusion. So that's kind of the review. It's like getting everybody aligned, showing where we're at, the decisions we've made, 
explaining a bit of the rationale. How many people are in this room? I feel like you just described like yep. so many people. How many people are there when you're presenting? I would say on a typical basis, maybe 15. Wow, that's a lot of people. Yeah, it's quite, I don't want to use the word formal, but like I will put extra time into preparing for this. Right, because you're going to be in front of so many people. Yeah, it kind of feels like a delivery. It's not a delivery, but like it feels it feels like a presentation kind of. So if I have review on Thursday, I'm definitely spending Wednesday afternoon preparing for this. Do you think it's the number of people that makes it that? Because I'm, I'm thinking back to when I worked at Zero and our design team was, oh, I can't remember what it was near the end. Like maybe it was about 25 people, something like that. So when our design team meetings... Sometimes there would be like a chance to present work and get feedback from the wider team. And I was always so nervous for that. Like, I don't know if it was a combination of I was early in my career, but also there was a lot of people. I don't know. What is it for you, you think, that makes it feel like more formal? I think that I don't want to waste anyone's time, first of all. And also often the fact that if we're having like stakeholders from other teams involved. Like sometimes we'll invite people one off. Um, you know, I, I don't want to waste their time and I, I want to make sure, you know, it's only one hour that we have all in a room together and there's usually a lot to discuss and we always fill up the whole hour. Uh, and so I just really want to make sure that we can close out on open questions. Um, you know, like we often have legal in these reviews also. So like, then we have to make sure we're meeting all the legal requirements and that can easily be a 20 minute discussion. Uh, so I think it's just like, I don't want to say there is like pressure, but I just want to be really intentional of like using up 15 to 20 people's time, uh, to make sure that like it runs smoothly. Everybody's aligned at the end of it. We closed out on the open questions and you know, we're ready to move forward. That makes total sense. Yeah, I can I can definitely see how that would be the case. Do you want to finish what you were going to say first? But then I have some more questions. But okay, how about we sure. finish like you talking about your process? First? Yeah, so so that's the design review. And so that's just me, uh, Angie, the other designer on my team, and then like all the stakeholders. And then what we also have is design crit. And this is designers only. Oh, okay. So we're part of the restaurant team at, at Uber Eats. And so it's just the restaurant design team. So all of us, we design projects and products for restaurants and so this is a space where we it's way more informal it's one hour and there's three 20 minute slots so you can sign yourself up to crit and you get 20 minutes and then you know you're not really preparing or anything this is just you open figma and show show your messy process kind of thing uh so you've got 20 minutes you can get feedback about what you're working on show usually it's like I have these three options. I'm not sure which direction to take or like which option is better. Um, and because we're all on the restaurant design team, we all have like the domain knowledge and the context of like, you know, what what we're, what we're working on. It's just, it's just a more relaxed environment and it's more focused on like design. So it's more focused on like which component you chose to use or like how this interaction is happening or um making sure that like we're aligned also as a restaurant design team. So we're using like the same patterns for similar things. So it's a little bit more like nitty gritty, nerdy design stuff, but that's really helpful if I'm feeling stuck on like a few different explorations or like not sure if I'm using a component correctly. Um, and it's also a nice way to get visibility on what like the other 
teams or the other people are working on within like the restaurant design team uh, to make sure that I know what's going on. And we actually have those twice a week. I don't attend every one, um, but because it's a team of, oh, I guess like 15 designers or so. Um, so there's three slots in each review or each crit. So it's twice a week. So there's six slots total a week. Uh, so that's recurring on Mondays and Wednesdays, I think. And yeah, that's, I think that's it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and how do you decide when you are or aren't going to attend that? I mostly always attend, um, even if it's not related to like what I'm working on, uh, because I like to be aware of what is going on and I like to look for opportunities to work together. Uh, and I don't know, as I'm also like moving or trying to move into more of a senior position, I also like these crits as an opportunity for me to kind of get my feet wet and like helping others and providing a bit of guidance. And sometimes it turns into a little bit of mentorship. If someone's really struggling with something, we'll take it offline off crit and keep talking about it throughout the week and just kind of being there to help them out. Uh, so that's why I go mostly. That makes sense. Okay. So the most of your, so the design review is like a presentation type of thing to get feedback uh, when you're already pretty far on the process or like you've made some decisions yourself yep. as the designer. And then the design crit is where you get the nitty gritty design feedback from other designers of like, you know, this should be two pixels to the left or, you know, that sort of detail stuff. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Do you ever like ask for feedback outside those times? Like, I mean, you're in an office with people usually when you're not in quarantine. Do you ever like just reach over and be like, hey, Angie, what do you think of this? Yeah, definitely. Um, between Angie and I, we're, I wouldn't say on a daily basis doing that, but like if needed, um, then definitely she'll like call me over, be like, oh, what do you think of this? Or I'm struggling with this and vice versa. Something else that's important to me, and actually I haven't quite figured out how to do this well, so I don't know if any listeners have advice on this, is that when I go to the design review, I don't want that to be the first time my engineers are seeing the work. So I want them to already like be aligned and be, I don't want to say like be on my side because it's not about choosing teams, but I basically want them to be familiar with the work I'm showing, have seen it and be prepared to like, you know, when we get questions about implementation, they're just like ready to answer. Yeah. So there's no surprises for them. Right. So there's no surprises. I don't want to walk in there and like present something. And then the engineers are like, there's no way we can do this because then that's just a waste of time. So what I'm trying to figure out is like how to get my engineers aligned before walking into that room. And of course, like I could set up a meeting with them and we could talk about it the day before, but I'm trying to think of like more productive ways to do that than just like have a meeting for a meeting. Um, it's kind of, you know, just feels like a waste of time. So we do have like a group chat and I'm like, trying to drop things in there and like have discussions with the engineers before I actually make the decisions and bring it to the review. Uh, but it's a little ad hoc right now. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I tend to do a lot of like dropping stuff in Slack these days, especially now that we have more designers, our design channel and in the ConvertKit Slack has gotten a lot more active, which is fun. And I'll just be like, look at this fun thing I've been trying. Like, what do you think? Like first impressions, like, should I keep going with this? And it's been really helpful for me to get that feedback in the early stages rather than, you know, going so far by myself. Um, yeah, that's been good. How do you, cause okay, because most of my feedback is asynchronous, right? Yes. So I'm usually sharing an envision file actually, 
Um, I just prefer Envision's commenting system to Figma's. Yep, fair enough. I don't know if I can put my finger on why exactly, just do. Sorry, Figma. And so usually I'll export like my latest version and I'll add that to Envision and I'll leave some tour points to sort of like walk people through it with my own comments, like I would if I was presenting it to them on a screen or in a design review or whatever. Uh, and then people will leave feedback right there in Envision on the spot part of the design they're talking about, or they'll leave it in the thread in Basecamp where I've shared and been like, hey, this thing is ready for feedback. I'd love you to take a look, think about this, this, and this. I usually give you a few prompts of what people should be thinking about as they check it out. Um, so all of the feedback for me, for the most part, is written down um, by other people as they leave it. And if I'm getting feedback on the off, like rare occasion in a meeting, I'll just like make notes myself in my notebook. Um, how do you about go about collating feedback? Because I can imagine it being, unlike I remember this from work at previous companies, like you're in a meeting and people are saying things and you're like, yes, yes, uh, that makes so much yeah. sense. And then you leave it and you're like, wait, uh, what? hang on, what did this person say? Like, what's your process for capturing that? Yeah, so for design reviews, Angie and I take turns taking notes. So okay. if she's presenting, I'll be the note taker and vice versa. Nice. Our notes kind of look like almost a, mm, I don't want to say like a script, but like she'll type like Femke and then what what I said and then like uh, Sarab, what, what Sarab said, um, but not like everything, only if it's a worth, worthy comment. And then we also have a section for AIs, action items. So then like she would write up like, uh, the person's name that's responsible for that action item and then like tag them and then we send that out so we send out the notes and the action items to the whole group people that were in the meeting so it's written down everybody has access to it anyone who missed the review can read the notes uh, we call out the people that have action items include a link to the figma so everyone has everything they need um, so that's how we do it for design reviews and then for crits it's a lot more casual so sometimes we're just like live designing on the spot to try and like noodle suit through something or I might um, leave comments as I'm going so as people are giving feedback I'll just leave a comment like move this two pixels or, or whatever it is uh, and then I kind of address the comments later uh, so that's kind of how we do it okay yeah I like that you both you swap taking notes because it is really hard to take notes yes. as well as listen so that's good yeah, we didn't start by doing that. And so I would, I would be like presenting and then writing down what people are saying on post-it mm. notes. And mm -hmm. that is really hard um, to, to kind of keep track of. I just, it's, it's hard because you just lose them. So it's much nicer that I can like focus on giving the review. And then I know that like Angie's writing everything down. Yeah, totally. Man, okay, hearing about how feedback works at your company, like, okay, I know, I knew before there was huge size difference between <laughs> our two companies, but it's honestly making me feel like I'm living in the wild west of tech <laughs> companies, you know, we're just like, I don't know, throw shit at all, see what sticks, anything goes. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. like, look, don't make a process for the sake of having a process, right? Like, oh, absolutely. No. If it works for you, then like, that's awesome. And you obviously have the benefits of being small and nimble and agile. And that's great. For us, it's a little bit more, you know, there's a lot of stakeholders, there's a lot of like things on the line, there's a lot of money being thrown around. And so, you know, we have to like be accountable and like, use everyone's time wisely. Um, so it's there's just a little bit of, you know, 
pressure, I guess, to sort of make yeah. sure that we get everybody aligned and keep moving the project forward. Um, so yeah, we're very, I don't know, rigorous. Is that the right word? I think so. Yeah. Pretty structured and rigorous with it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty structured in how we run the reviews. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just something that I put time and energy into preparing for. That's for sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I think that, um, having something more structured at ConvertKit just wouldn't make sense. Like it's just right. not necessary for us because project stakeholders isn't quite such a thing for us. Like I am the marketing design lead and we, we like to operate under uh, something that we can type called, unless I hear differently. So you might write in Slack, like UIHD, which means unless I hear differently, I'm going forward with this design. And it's sort ah, of like a speak now or forever hold your peace type of thing. Yep. Yep. And like, I don't know, I always want to make sure I'm asking Derek, our director of marketing for his opinion on the design. But honestly, he just, he, he trusts me and um, he'll give feedback every now and then, but he's just like, you're the expert here. Like whatever you think yep. is, is what we'll do. Uh, and I always want to get Nathan's or Barrett's feedback, especially on stuff that's to do with a product or like more of like a big brand piece, like the homepage, because, you know, they know our company best. Right. And so yeah. I want to, and, and our, our product best. So I want to make sure that it's, um, you know, showing it's something that they would be proud of, um, you know, as well. But for the most part, I have a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like responsibility, freedom, something like that, you know, to... To be in charge of this and to be like, I think this is the best thing. Anyone think otherwise? Nope. Cool. Then we're going for it. Oh, moving ahead. <laughs> yeah. Rather than in your situation, obviously that's not how you can operate. There's a lot of people who need to be involved from all these different perspectives yeah. um, and parts of the company to make sure that things are fitting um, yeah, into it. So I, I, I guess that would be the reason for our two wildly different <laughs> feedback processes. Yeah. I think like, I don't know. I, I don't have a strong opinion yet like this quote unquote still early in my career on like how reviews should be done or like what's a successful review I actually lean quite a lot on my design manager to help me for that but I think like a piece of advice I would give is just to make sure you're getting feedback from the right people like whatever that looks like whether it's this like really structured review like what we do at Uber or it's a bit more ad hoc like what you do at ConvertKit I think like the main kind of takeaway with with reviews and getting feedback is just make sure you're getting it from the right people and you don't have to implement every piece of feedback too and that's something that I've been trying to do better at or however you would say that um, initially and early on I felt like I had to like do or, or act on every single piece of feedback I got like if I don't if I don't put this feedback into my work like that person's not going to be happy with it or like I'm going to lose their trust um, but I've come to realize that that's not actually my job as a designer is to not just like pres like take the prescribed feedback and put it into my work but more to kind of you know be able to pick out what is worthy of implementing or how to how to take on the suggestion and, and actually manifest that in the work. Um, so that, that can be tricky, uh, but I think that's also an important part of being a designer is knowing what to do with that feedback and how to act on it uh, is something that I'm still still practicing. Absolutely. I love that you brought that up because um, at the moment, so I'm, I'm kind of mentoring someone on our team who like isn't a designer on the team, but she's wanting to learn design. And so I'm sort of um, giving oh, nice. her projects, having mentorship sessions and training her up 
she's working on a, a project at the moment and was getting a lot of feedback and like some of it conflicting and like, uh, yes. <laughs> like super intense from, from one of the directors. And I was like, you know what, Morgan, right now we're going to stop asking for feedback. You know, <laughs> we're going to be like, okay, we've got a lot of stuff. We're going to sort through and think what we actually believe to be true. You know, maybe ask some clarifying questions if, if something doesn't quite make sense. But we're going to go forward with what we think is right. And when we're at the next stage, then we'll ask for feedback. And, um, you know, it'll be further along then and people will be able to see the vision clearer because this was at the wireframe stage who was getting all this feedback. Um, so, yeah, I was just letting her know that basically you can ask for feedback and then also like say thank you and ignore it uh, and move on. Yeah, but I think I do think in a, when you do that, it's good to explain to the person why so that they're not going to, like you said, feel um, like, oh, she didn't take my idea into consideration. And I especially do this for non-designers. I feel like designers get it. You don't need to to like justify. <laughs> yeah, justify to them. But to a non-designer, like people sometimes feel like a bit of imposter syndrome with even giving design feedback. I, at least I know people on, on my team did. So I've worked really hard to encourage them and say, hey, your opinion matters, you know? Like, it doesn't matter that you're not a designer, you use the internet. And so what you have <laughs> to say about this webpage is important to me. Um, and you know, you're a fresh pair of eyes looking at it. So I'd appreciate you taking the time. And so when I don't take their feedback on board, I don't want that to discourage them from leaving in the future, you know, for them to feel like, oh, I was wrong, I didn't do it right. Or what's the point in giving feedback? She didn't listen. So yeah, I always like to explain, hey, thanks for giving that feedback. Um, I think we're actually going to go in this direction because of this reason, um, but I really appreciate you pointing that out or whatever, you know? Yeah, that is a really, really good point. One other thing that I've like been learning lately is that I used to think that my job as a designer was to come up with a lot of different options. So like come to the table with like, here's three different explorations, three different options. All right. Let's decide as a team, which one, like which direction are we going, going with? And I've come to realize like pretty much in the last six months that like, that's not actually the best way for me to get feedback or get responses or move forward. So instead what I've been doing is like, I'll still do that exploratory work and have three different options in my Figma file, but then I pick the best one. I choose which one I think we should go forward with. And I make sure I have a really strong point of view, bring that to the review, present that one idea and like see what the response is, see if I can get alignment and then have those other two in my back pocket if I needed. Um, so I've kind of switched. Like I used to come to the review being like, here's the three options, let's discuss. But now I come to the review being like, here's here's the direction. Like here's what, I've, what I think we should go forward with and this is why, and then have that discussion. And I don't know, for me, that's just been, it's been hard to shift that, uh, but it's also been really interesting to see the response. Um, I don't know, I just feel like, I get a sense that I'm a bit more respected and like people trust my opinion more rather than me coming in like having a bit of uncertainty about which one I should go with. So I don't know, that's just been something that I've been experiencing and learning in the last six months or so that's really been making a difference as to the conversation we have in the reviews. That's really interesting. I've never thought before about that being like a sign of you becoming more like more experienced and having more seniority as a designer is being able to hold that strong opinion, but also I'd say hold it loosely, you know? So yes. you don't go into the design review ready to fight for this design. You go in presenting it as the best option and be completely open to um, anyone, what anyone else has to say. And like you said, have the other ones in your back pocket. 
if you need to pull them out. Yeah, that's that's good insight, Fem. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you talked already about how you're on the path to moving up to senior level, and I think that that's that's one of the things along the way for sure. Yeah, this this is. I mean, this is for me like an example of of some of the changes I've been making and been observing about like my own design process. So. Yeah, wanted to share that. Maybe it helps somebody listening, uh, something to consider maybe for your team or your reviews. Yeah, I love it. I love how basically on this show we've documented your almost whole entire design career. Isn't that cool to think about? It's so weird. It's really, really weird to think about actually. And I'm like too afraid to go back and listen to old ones because I'll cringe. Oh my gosh, same. But it is kind of special to have this whole like career journey of mine documented on the show and like yeah the person listening like thank you for being interested in my journey and and my career so far I really appreciate you listening yeah I think that that seems like a good spot to end today's episode just thank you people listening we appreciate it yeah um thanks for being here if you want to hear more episodes go to designlife.fm follow us on twitter we are at designlife.fm and if there's a topic on your mind like what are you interested in learning about um that you're you're wondering how we do it at our our different workplaces as we've shown in this episode quite different (laughs) we represent different ends of the spectrum here so things can get interesting what would you like us to talk about next and compare between our two workplaces let us know on twitter at design life fm cool and you can find us on any podcast app or you can go to our website designlife.fm and you can stream the episodes there I feel like we just said Design Life FM millions of times. Yeah, so in case you forgot, it's Design Life (laughs) FM. (laughs) There we go. All right. Good to talk to you, Fem. All right. Bye, Charlie. Bye.